0: Section 1 of Fires and Firefighters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Fires and Firefighters by John Kenlin. Fires and Firefighters A History of Modern Firefighting with a Review of Its Development from Earliest Times by John Kenlin chief of new york fire department dedicated to my comrades the members of the international association of fire engineers chapter one introduction a common axiom amongst firefighters is that no definitive rules can be formulated which wholly embody the principles of their craft it is argued that since no two fires are absolutely alike in all respects that which would be efficacious in one instance would be absolutely futile in another this proposition is fallacious physicians might just as well advance the theory that since no two individuals are constitutionally alike it is useless to apply the same treatment for some well-known disease even with those modifications necessitated by physical differences of course this is a reductio ad absurdum since doctors study their patients scientifically following general principles resulting from experience only varied in minor details according to the exigencies of the case similarly notwithstanding differences in construction and occupancy it is perfectly feasible to fight fires with intelligence born of systematic acquaintance with certain fixed data and it may be added with some degree of scientific exactitude as there are prime factors in the treatment of illness particularly if it be contagious such as the removal of the patient to a place where it is almost impossible for the disease to be communicated to others so it is with fire the first general principles to be observed include naturally the confinement of an outbreak to as narrow a place as possible the safety of contiguous property, the prevention of loss of life, and the centralization of the outbreak as a whole to this must be added the concentration upon the point of greatest danger of all the forces at the command of the officer in charge in the following chapters, An attempt has been made to deal with this subject in such a manner that while the professional firefighter shall find much information which will be of value to him the lay reader shall likewise discover material for thought as well as food for the imagination it has been estimated that no less than sixty four per cent of all fires occur in the homes of the people and though these may not be attended by the tremendous financial losses consequent upon outbreaks in warehouses office buildings and the like they strike fear into the heart at a greater degree for it is the human hazard which is at stake few realize also the unremitting labor the devotion to service the daily acts of heroism the mental and physical strain and the inadequate acknowledgment in many instances by the public of the achievements of the genus fireman not that he wishes to be advertised but since the soldier the sailor and even the policeman loom large in general estimation it seems only just that something should be written illustrative of the responsibilities entrusted to his charge to how many people does it ever occur that negligence on the part of a policeman may result in the loss by robbery of a few thousand dollars or the sacrifice of at most two or three human lives by murder while the same fault on the part of a fireman may entail some hideous disaster involving scores of lives or the loss of millions of dollars further is it realized that whereas the soldier or sailor risks his life for his country at rare intervals the fireman takes the same chances regularly in the course of his daily avocation thus it will be seen that no occupation or career should make a greater appeal to the sympathy and interest of the public than that of the firemen who constitute a force which stands for much and without which the insecurity of life would be increased tenfold in addition the advance of science and the evolution of the simple building into the highly complex structure necessitated by modern requirements have in their turn caused a corresponding advance in the theory and practice of fire-fighting questions of such import as the alleviation of congestion in crowded districts the provision of suitable accommodation for domestic and business premises and the supply of the minimum of light and air compatible with modern ideas of hygiene have led architects to find their only solution in the piling up of story upon story till with the woolworth building in new york realms of space hitherto unpierced except by the eiffel tower have surrendered to their all-conquering demand and finality has by no means been reached in this direction no wonder therefore that those responsible for fire control have paused perplexed momentarily at the problems confronting them generally speaking except under the rarest of circumstances It is only possible to fight fires from the street up to a height of seven stories. After that, reliance must be placed upon the fire appliances within the building, coupled with the tactical skill of the firemen in using the same. This is one of the instances in which the scientific training of a fire department is manifested, the isolation of elevator shafts the prevention of flames being drawn from floor to floor through windows and the avoidance of the most dangerous enemy backdraft constitute features of enormous significance similarly fire apparatus has grown in complexity and its handling requires a corresponding degree of judgment and skill the old days of the manual have gone forever and though for many centuries little advance was made in the mechanical aspect of fire-fighting equipment the last fifty years have witnessed a complete revolution in the means and methods employed as the hand-drawn manual gave way to the horse-drawn steam engine so has the latter in its turn been succeeded by the automobile gasoline pump likewise the roman ladder which for years marked the limit of human ingenuity as applied to means of entry to and rescue from burning buildings has been superseded to a large extent by mechanically operated extension ladders of great length such apparatus as water towers searchlights high-pressure pumps dangerous structure traps and so forth presuppose a high degree of scientific skill and technical knowledge on the part of the firefighter who may thus legitimately claim to belong to a well-defined profession since appliances vary in different parts of the world according to local needs the author has included in this volume some slight account of the equipment and methods of foreign departments which would prove serviceable for purposes of comparison equally full descriptions will be found of the most modern mechanical devices in use which it is hoped will be of real service to those who are interested in the subject from a practical standpoint there is no doubt that at last the world has awakened to the economic importance of fire control insurance risks have become so stupendous that those involved financially in the same demand the acme of scientific foresight and the maximum of human enterprise towards the protection of their capital it is true that in some quarters there is a regrettable tendency to gamble on fire risks which brings in its train sporadic outbursts of incendiarism whereby in many cases human lives are jeopardized but with the exposure of such dubious modes of increasing business and with a realization of their results it seems beyond question that saner and wiser counsels will prevail these are days of keen competition as applied to the search after a bare livelihood and the pay and prospects of the firemen are such that they well merit the attention of young men with ambition and brains the life is a healthy if strenuous one while the position of fire chief at any rate in america is within reach of all comers and the goal one to be envied should this work prove to be the means of encouraging the right type of man to come forward then the writer will be happy in the knowledge that his labor has not been in vain it will be noticed that a chapter has been devoted to the consideration of how best to deal with fires in private houses and the most prolific causes of these outbreaks carelessness can never be wholly eradicated from human nature but this same failing is one of the prime factors constituting the fire risk of the citizen not long since a guest in a hotel thoughtlessly threw away a lighted cigarette end into a wastepaper basket in due course the contents burst into flames set alight the curtains and eventually involved the whole floor of the building causing incidentally the loss of three lives that same story is repeated week by week and day by day the world over and yet the lesson never seems to be appreciated hence the next best thing to prevention being cure an attempt has been made in the chapter indicated to formulate certain simple rules which if followed will go a long way towards controlling the blaze until such time as professional help shall arrive further it is not generally realized by what means fires are sometimes started for instance who would ever suspect that the common garden rat possessed all the qualities of an incipient firebug in the city of washington during one year thirty-six outbreaks arose through rats nibbling at the ends of matches proof sufficient that where fire is concerned not even the most remote possibilities can be overlooked with impunity the prevention of panic in schools shops factories and the like is of course one of the most important features of the ethics of fire-fighting it is no exaggeration to say that as many people are killed by suffocation by being trampled to death and by unnecessarily jumping into the streets as are actually sacrificed to the flames themselves human nature is easily susceptible of control provided that there is at hand a sufficiently strong influence to inspire confidence and restore nerve this influence must be a combination of self-possession and training with this upon which to draw panic can often be averted thus in schools teachers should be trained in the marshalling of their charges in the same way that employees in shops should be taught to look after the safety of purchasers the timely playing of the orchestra in a theatre has often prevented disaster and such aids are worthy of more than passing attention all this has received careful study in the chapter devoted to the subject and the writer confidently anticipates that if his advice is followed advice framed upon forty years of actual experience the casualties due to fire panics will be appreciably minimized these are some of the issues connected with firefighting, which have been dealt with in as exhaustive and interesting a manner as possible in this volume the particular intention of the writer has been to avoid lengthy and tedious explanations which would be beyond the comprehension of the untrained layman to that end an appendix has been supplied replete with all the tables necessary to the scientific fireman for the rest the problems of fire control have emerged from the chrysalis stage of experiment into the fully developed formulae of an exact science and the time has arrived when no one can afford to be ignorant of the first principles governing the same a great quantity of useless information is assimilated by the public Is it too much to hope that opportunity may be found for the perusal of a subject so closely connected with the welfare, safety, and homes of the people? End of section one. Recording by Maria Casper.